Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family. I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode. Today we're going to be talking about toddler tantrums, but in particular, toddler tantrum escalation. Try and say that quickly. (laughs) I have to put my teeth back in again for that. (laughs) So I think that, Claire, are we going to do a Ask Bex? No, we're going to do a Challenge Bex. Bex. Challenge Bex. I've forgotten. It's been such a long time since we did it. it I've forgotten even what it's called. It's a long time since we've done one of these, but we thought, do you know what? Let's bring back something that we haven't done for a while. Um, And these are always... A little entertaining in some way so let's see uh, let, I love how you go especially when it's to do with ask Bex <laughs> I know with with such confidence yep um okay <laughs> yeah let's don't bother is the is it really <laughs> um okay so the reason we're doing this podcast is it came about from a friend of ours actually saying it's fine talking about tantrums and it's fine that we know they have them but what happens when it really escalates and there's kind of the what do you do then so the challenge bex for this week is you have a two-year-old and all morning it's been like low level stuff all morning it's been like you know that's not the right plate no I don't want to put my shoes on no I don't want to go here it's all just been you know lots of negotiation all morning so been quite tiring and exhausting little one has had a nap after lunch um but then has woken up from that nap and nothing is right everything is wrong um you're just not you know picking up what they want at this point um it's really challenging and you can see it's escalating and it's escalated fast and you now have a two-year-old who is having a monumental meltdown um, and you are stood there with your two-year-old. What are you going to do? Well, do you know what? Even you just telling me that has made my anxiety levels shoot through the roof because... Honestly, that kind of thing, I do lose my temper very, very quickly. So I think that the first thing I'd have to do was would be to kind of just take a few deep breaths because actually, otherwise, I will just... I mean, in reality, let's be honest, in reality, for me, what I'd actually do is lose my temper and shout. Mm-hmm and really just go I've had enough of this you need you've had a sleep I've done nothing but follow around you blah 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 that's what I would have done in reality however with my newfound um parenting yep and the fact you're not in in the thick of it now exactly um I would probably take a few deep breaths Mm -hmm. say do you want to talk about this? Do you want to have a cuddle? Is there anything I can do um, to help? Because I can see that you're really frustrated just now. Um, and But the thing is, I don't know what I'd do if they say no. 
Because <laughs> that's all very well in in um, in practice, in in principle rather. But in practice, if they then go, no, I don't want a cuddle. Go away. Blah blah blah. Then I'd be like, right. I have had enough of this. You're not going to have any of your toys for the rest of the day. Uh, we're not going to see whatever. We're not going to go swimming anymore. Blah, blah, you know. So ultimately, I think, you know, it's a bit like reality versus what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And I do think that sometimes the whole kind of, I literally have tried everything that I've ever read. I've tried being calm I've tried saying do you want to cuddle I've tried kind of looking at all of the things that are the reasons that they are doing it and you know no they're not hungry no they're not tired no they've not got they've got something that they want I I, you know I give up basically Mm -hmm. and so actually the reality often can be that you do just lose it so there we go (laughs) don't ask Bex because but i mean that that's the thing i think it's confusing yeah and it's human that you know we are driven by emotion our child in that moment is driven by emotion and as you've just described there you're driven by it too like we go into our fight flight freeze when we're in these situations we are in our survival mode we are trying you know our child is in their survival mode now what's really hard is you're there going you've got nothing to worry about like whether you have a pink plate or a blue plate doesn't matter that's not a survival thing you know it doesn't matter if you you know put these shoes on or these shoes on just put a pair of shoes on and so actually what we have is we're all fighting against when we get to that when we're all heightened when we're all in a place where it's just like we also have to take into account we can be tired we can have other stuff going on for for us as adults and for children but for adults we can have loads of things going on we want to just get out of the house we need to be there in 15 minutes and now we're having a big full-on meltdown because the socks aren't right and they feel funny in their shoes or whatever it is that's going on or they don't want to wear a coat but you're determined that they are going to wear a coat because it's basically a gale outside all those things add up and they all go on top of each other and then it becomes what we would only describe as kind of a melting pot of this escalation both from your side and from your child's side and so we you know actually we had someone who did a q a um sent us a question on our q a on instagram and she was saying about toddler escalation and then she put, I know I need to find a trigger, but it's not that easy. <laughs> and it's it's that, as you just said, we all know really the answers because we've all read them and it's all great. And like, you know, I write blogs and all of those sorts of things and I can say it and I can probably say it in this podcast, but it's in that moment of you having to deal with it that I can't you know, I can't say how you're feeling in that moment and how your child is feeling in that moment. Um, so we can kind of look at all these different things. There's quite a lot to consider. Um, but the first one, when it comes to toddler escalation, I would say is looking at your own triggers and looking at what triggers you and your reactions. So it might be that 
it's just been all day long and you've just got to a stage where you're just worn down and this next escalation is just one step too far for you and that's when you then kick into right that's it we're done I, I can't do this and your child is then feeding from that and watching that and going hold on we're both going so now you're shouting or you're being more flamboyant with your hand gestures or you're walking off or whatever it is and your child's there going okay and they start to match you and it's a bit like if we have an argument with someone you know even if it's a low level kind of with your partner or with a friend you do escalate you watch each well no actually it's this no and your tone changes your body language changes and and you escalate each other it's like well fine then you do that now as adults we can sometimes control that and bring it back down sometimes we can't (laughs) and it does become but we've got much more control over our emotions on the whole than our children do and so our children are feeling this in their whole body and they have to get it out and so we have to think about our triggers now if we know that we are getting to a stage where that kind of nerve is gonna be kind of pressed at some point and you know that your reaction is gonna be ah i can't be doing with this this is you know it's just you need to put a strategy in first for you now that might be you know as long as your child is safe it might be saying i'm just gonna pop to the bathroom and just take a few minutes in the bathroom those deep breaths Deep breaths sound so ridiculous because everyone's like, really? They actually do work. If you really do deep breaths, counting from 20 back to one, because actually it makes your brain think and takes your brain away from what you're dealing with at the time. You've got to concentrate. Counting back, you've got to regulate yourself because your child is dysregulated in this moment. Your child has no control. They are working in their emotional brain they are completely in their survival brain and so this is you trying to be rational and being like the pink plate is the same as the blue plate there's no different your child is not listening to that your child is going but i want and you being rational and you know all this sort of thing totally and utterly pointless in that moment you need to help your child regulate to calm and then you work on this stuff. Same for you. You can only regulate your child if you are regulated yourself. And I say this all the time. There will be times where you absolutely smash this and you will work with your little one and you will have calmed them, you would have got them back to a place and you would have moved on. There will be days where it doesn't happen and it is full on and you probably put them to bed that night and go that was a disaster of a day I feel awful all I've done is say no raise my voice been grumpy and it's like you're human and I think there's always opportunities to repair from that but you thinking you have to parent like this all the time just makes it so hard and actually probably makes it worse you just do you you need to do your best in that time in that moment with whatever you're experiencing at that moment um lots of our toddlers 
tantrums and escalations come from frustration and confusion. You know, half the time they don't have a clue what's happening. Um, and this is even for our older children, our three, four, five-year-olds, and we still can see those. We do so much to them. We're going here, we're going there, but we don't tell them. We just expect them to do it. We're not planning for them. And so it's making sure that they fully understand what's going on in order to try and stop this escalation. So having lots of strategies in there very, very early can help the escalation. So basically what you're saying about fight, 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 flight, freeze, another tongue twister, Mm -hmm. Effectively, we're both in our fight, are we? It can be, or it can be flight. So you could be that you're just like, I'm done. Like, I'm going in the kitchen. Basically, your adrenaline is pumping, isn't it? And and you're literally there and you've kind of lost rational, logical thought at this point. Mm. You are there going, I'm in this moment with my child. I am trying, but I just don't understand why we're here. This, mm. I just don't understand why we're having this tantrum over this. And so you're trying to think logically with someone who currently isn't able to think logically, doesn't have that ability, one, because they're in, they basically, we term it like the flipping of the lid. And, and they're in that moment, they can't think logically, but they're also children. So they've got to learn logical thought Mm. they've got to learn how to control their emotions um and so when you're all in this moment where you're all dysregulated and that is exactly you need to find a way of regulating now that might be both of you both of you so it might be that you either have to do yourself normally we say you always do yourself first because it's about putting the oxygen mask on you before you put it on someone else because you can't Mm. regulate someone if you're dysregulated so you know taking those deep breaths taking a moment if there's someone else there that can maybe take on the baton for a little bit it's for you to get just have a okay how am I doing this it might be if your child is having that moment and being there as long as again as long as they're safe maybe just leaving the room having a couple of minutes to just go right where are we? What's happening? I need to just go back in and I need to be much calmer. Because you, f- when someone is calm, you feed from that. You feed from their calm. And so we talk about meet their chaos with your calm. So basically, they're going to, you, you're almost throughout the whole thing, what you're aiming for, if in the right way, is for them to mirror you, isn't yep. it? Effectively. But what you don't want them to do is to mirror you when you're uptight and no. ready to because blow your own you. top. Yeah. They're going to come up to you mm-hmm. and be like, hold on, this, this, you know, mummy, daddy, whoever, they're, they're prime adult, hold on, they're now shouting, they can see that body language, well actually I need to meet this, I need to come up to this. So then they do it, then you go up to them, and then you're just getting higher and higher and higher and you're both... <laughs> in this mm-hmm. kind of moment and it's natural that we kind of mirror each other and I think always look at it in the respect of if you had a friend who was beside themselves about something and they were really upset and everything else 
what would you do with them to help bring them back and regulate them again? Now, would you be there going, look at me, I'm going to come and tickle you? Um, <laughs> probably not. Um, would it be like, oh, look out the window. Look, can you see, the, you know. Now, they're fine in certain times with our children. I don't ever think tickling in the moment of being very dysregulated helps. It can help afterwards to kind of bring back kind of that laughter and things if your child likes to be tickled. That's another, but that's a whole other podcast. But um, but we tend to, for children, be like, it's okay, you're fine. Like, this is, you know, you don't need to be like this. We wouldn't ever say that to an adult. And so what we want to be doing is... Con- you try to do distraction, you don't do. you? You try to distract them, but yeah. But what you need to do is you need to connect before you redirect. So you can't redirect someone and get them on another page until you've connected with them. Now that can be through physical touch, whether it's through speech, um, whether it's just being there and having eye contact. Now you said in your challenge books, you know, I maybe offer them a cuddle and all of those sorts of things. And I don't know what they do if they said no. Um, Now that is normal um, that they can say no, but actually, what we want to do is they're in this moment it's like I can see that you are really cross right now that's okay it's okay to be cross what can I do to help would you like a cuddle no okay then I'm here when you do need a cuddle I'm just gonna sit here okay no I don't want you in here okay then I'm gonna go into the kitchen and I'll be waiting for you and if you need a cuddle then please come find me and and Keep it very calm. If they want you to sit there, if they want to cuddle. Now, lots of people will say, oh my goodness, giving a cuddle whilst they're in the middle of a meltdown. Because you kind of feel like you're rewarding a meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. But they are not going to make a connection between shouting at you for the, the fact that they've got to go out and then you giving them a cuddle. They're not going to go, huh. I shouted a lot because I didn't want to go out and now I get a cuddle. They will connect the cuddle with, I got really upset and I didn't know what to do. I had a cuddle. I felt better. Mm. And then once we've reconnected, so it might take a while. For some children, they don't want that connection. It might be that they just want to be next to you or their feet are kicking next to you because it's just like, just so you know, I'm here. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> that is another trigger yep. for me. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, stop doing that. But just don't, yeah. don't even, you might want to put your hand on them. If they shake it off, that's fine. It's like, okay, I won't touch you, but I'm here. And then when they've had their cuddle, when they are back in that, you know, self-regulated, they are calmer, They are. it's then saying, okay, that was not okay to do xyz we can't do that again what are we going to do next time how long after the cuddle would you do that though it depends on would how... you do it straight away or not... read your child every child's different and mm-hmm. sometimes having that cuddle um i dealt with one only a couple of weeks ago which was quite epic i have to say um quite epic and they just needed to get it out and then i just kept saying and it and it was a lot and i just was like i'm here when you need me and then 
I just saw this little face around the corner. And I was like, do you need me? And there was a nod. And I just sat on the <laughs> floor and I was like, would you like a cuddle? Yeah. And then when we're having the cuddle, I then start talking through. That was really tricky. And I could see you got really cross. But we can't do this because it's not safe mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and have trying to do this in the moment is utterly pointless. Um, so don't wind yourself up trying to rationalise stuff in that moment. What you want to do is just work on calming. So that's, okay, I'm here when you need me. Um, and that can be really hard. That can be really hard because mm. if you Because it can take a while, can't it? Can. it? As well, yeah. yeah. Um, but you will find... Especially if- when you want to... Especially when you want to go out yep. or something and you're like, because you're winding yourself up thinking we're, we're not going to make it because they're not calming mm-hmm. down. But I suppose you just have ultimately, to ultimately, think- what are you going to end up? Wherever you get yeah. is going to be a nightmare because you won't mm-hmm. have regulated your child and actually it's going to be a disaster anyway. So you're better off taking the time. And this is all in, you know, uh, the, the big meltdown I dealt with a couple of weeks ago, we had to get somewhere. And the child was adamant that they needed something. And I was like, no, that's not the case. We're not doing that. Um, and that caused the meltdown. We didn't get there. And that's the way it went. And I mm. was like, do you know what? We can't go now. We've missed it. And next time we're going to have to think about this. And it's, you know, mm-hmm. and that's... For I mean, sometimes older. that that cuddle can kind of... That cuddle can kind of help regulate you as yep. well, can't it? Absolutely. And In this, it, at the same you know, time. It can be even yeah. having pressure. It can be having physical touch. Um, but actually having a cuddle can hugely regulate um a child and i think we you know we have the whole time in time out thing um lots of people use time out in those moments again would you do that to a friend so a friend's having a really tough time and you go i'll tell you what you have you take five minutes i am going to leave you to it you have to think about it and then i'll come back when you're calmer you just wouldn't you'd sit there you'd be with them in that moment and go yeah it's really tough i can you know it sounds awful even if you don't think it sounds necessarily awful you're going to give them the solutions later you know suggestions later Mm. but in that moment they don't need to hear that they're being irrational or you don't agree with them it is hard though isn't it because if like you know a child is doing something where you think perhaps they're endangering or they're going to hurt another child or you know they're going to hurt themselves then you but kind that's of where you have to almost like that intervention that's where you change your technique because if if the child's okay. behavior is going to cause someone you know hurt them or hurt themselves you step straight in with i can't let you do that you're going to hurt yourself we're going to need to move over here um, that behaviour is not right. okay. Um, I I can see you're really cross, but it's not okay to hit. So we're going to, you know, it's not safe here right now for us to do. So I'm going to move you to somewhere where it is safe. And sometimes you do have mm-hmm. to move them kicking and screaming because it's ultimately safety first. Um, and if they're going to hurt, then you have to step in. But then you come back with, it's not okay to hit, but I can see your cross. Let's see if we can find something else. Having things like calming areas, 
um, having sensory aspects into their day, looking at have they been out that day, all those things do add up to how to regulate back. And it might be after a big meltdown, you need to get out, both of you, to get outside. But it's understanding that all these emotions, like toddler escalation, nor or any tantrum, any age, lots of people put it down to child being angry and see it as a negative. Now, anger isn't a negative emotion. Anger is a natural, normal emotion that we all feel. It's not to be blamed, it's not to be ignored, it's not to be shamed, it's it's a natural, normal emotion. But what we need to do is help a child deal with it. Now, not all tantrums come from anger. They can come from fear, and that sounds like a really strong kind of, but it is, you know, a child can be worried about something and actually it's a coping strategy that they've got. Um, it can come from actually excitement. They can just get overwhelmed and it's like they're feeling this whole emotion. They're like, home, oh, it's just too much. <laughs> and you think, this is going to be amazing. And you've surprised them with something wonderful and then they burst into tears and they have a full-on meltdown on the on the floor and you're like hold on i did all this for you and why why are you doing this this is a nice Mm. thing why are you and that then triggers you doesn't it yeah and then you're there going no i did this for you like what are you doing this is really nice you need to enjoy this i've paid money for this you know i've made a big effort i've taken the day off work whatever it but we have this narrative and we're saying it to the child and this child in the moment's going that's gone straight over my head. I'm overwhelmed. And it's mm. like, we sometimes just have to take that moment. And I think, particularly if we're out, toddler behaviours um, can be really It's the worst, actually, isn't it? And when you see people, I mean, the number of times I've seen people, like, you know, in the supermarket or at the park or, and, you know, you're watching them. <laughs> And you're not watching them so much as to feel that you feel really bad for them because it's you know how it feels. But there are people I mean, it who just are watching it. Makes things. Unfortunately, there are people who yeah, are watching judging. it and judging it. Um, yeah. And that. But it makes you feel awful, doesn't yeah. it? And then your your sense of you need to stop right now yeah. gets, you know, height goes up and up and up, doesn't it? Massively. So then your child's watching you going, why are you doing this? Oh. Is there something that's yeah. wrong? And then you're putting them into mm. their a heightened sense of, well, why are they acting like this? That's strange. Mm-hmm. I don't feel very safe right now because why are they trying, you know, all these different things. And actually, again, if you just can take a deep breath and be like, do you know what? If we have to sit here for five minutes and take five minutes, we might be five minutes late. But actually if you continue to push on where that child is at in that moment the likelihood is you're going to be 15 minutes late or mm-hmm. longer because you've pushed and pushed and pushed mm-hmm. now again there are times when i have dealt with like meltdowns and i've been like yes smashed it there have been times where i've gone whoa i did not do that well 
And I, you know, I've been there. No, I can't believe that, Claire. I have, but like your your natural instinct that is... makes us feel better. Yeah, but even in that, yeah, massive... that does make me feel better that even you, even you, even, I, <laughs> but even in that big meltdown I dealt with a couple of weeks ago, I look back at it and I'm like, why was I rationalising? I'm like, if you just do this, then this will. And I'm like, oh, I can hear it myself, but I can't help it because I knew we had to get somewhere. But I, and mm. I was desperate to get there. And I could see it could be a simple thing to get there if we just stopped. And that initial start, I was like, oh, why am I doing this? And I could hear my narrative in my head being like, this is not what you should be saying. And I walked away. And I just went into the other room and I just did take a deep breath. And I went, I, I'm doing this wrong. Walk back in. And then we started again. And... You do need a bit of a regroup time do. sometimes, don't you? Yeah. Like a bit of a talking to yourself going, yeah. this isn't working, I need to another strategy here. And yeah. I think it's also being very aware from a pa- from an adult perspective. We can go into a bit of a power struggle and we can feel this sense of, I am the mm. adult, you will yeah. stop this and we are going out or we are doing this. And it comes in you and you're like, you will not dictate what I am doing today because mm. and and that is our in our head and that is not what our child children are doing. They're not dictating what we're doing. It's how we're reading it because we're stressed in that moment. And we get into a power struggle and that leads to higher emotion. Now that can power struggle can go right the way through and we can be talking about teams in this as well because you're there do you know what i was just about to say to you that this all of the stuff you're talking about you just relate it Mm -hmm. so much to teenagers but what's the really really key thing here is if you get into the habit of doing these things when they're little it is weirdly it is going to help you isn't it as they get to teenage because it's exactly the same thing but if you i know i'm doing it right now (laughs) if you flex that muscle if you continually work that muscle that is you going i'm regulating myself i am keeping calm i am not continually kind of in this power struggle i am seeing it as a respectful relationship i need to teach them how to manage their emotions i need to teach them about appropriate behaviors and non-appropriate behaviors but we never shame the emotion it's always you know recognizing that emotions are fine all those things even if you do it from very before even real meltdown start when you get to them you're much more prepared and then as you go through these stages once they start to answer you back more or that they have more of a say when they get to teenage stage and they know that you will help them regulate in that moment you are not shaming them for feeling the way they feel you are purely there to support them in their emotions and what they are feeling in that moment and then you're going to help them come up with solutions for the future and i think if if you can practice that and keep that you know that whole thing in your head as much as possible not all the time but as much as you can it definitely helps um cope yeah with the situation. Th- no, knowing what and knowing what you're doing is actually teaching them 
enormous life skills mm-hmm. is really and and you know actually you're teaching yourself aren't you mm-hmm. how to regulate as well you're you're kind of again like you say flexing that muscle in yourself yep. is a really really good thing to do because in, we're learning all the time yeah and if your child can see that you maybe go out into the garden when you're feeling a bit overwhelmed what's to say they won't copy and role yeah, model that exactly. and be like do you know what i just need to go in the garden for mm. five minutes or, but how amazing would that be mm-hmm. if you saw that yep. you or saw them do that, that you'd be like oh my goodness actually i'm feeling a little bit and saying to your child i'm feeling a little bit frustrated at the moment I think I'm going to put some music on. Mm-hmm. I'm having a dance. And it might be that yeah. that child then turns around to you later as they get older. I feel a bit frustrated. Shall we have a dance? And it's like, actually, oh. those sorts of things. If you, it might be that you take yourself off to your own, to your room for five, you know, five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Then they start to learn that their bedroom is their sanctuary as well. So actually, I'm just going to go to my bedroom for five minutes. That's okay. If they take themselves off that time out thing that it doesn't count if they've made that choice themselves it's when we send them off for having Mm. the meltdown it's like a punishment it's yeah whereas actually it's more time in but they're making that choice Mm. so it might be i want Mm -hmm. to sit here with you okay that's absolutely fine or it might be i'm going to my bedroom for five minutes okay that's fine Mm -hmm. i'm here if you need me and you might do a check-in and things like that but it's yeah it is being quite kind of practice it it gets easier and then actually they respond much quicker and those those meltdowns and that escalation actually reduces because you can catch it quicker okay so that actually as time goes on Mm -hmm. you end up both of you becoming more skilled at it really don't you and i think it's you know always remember particularly for the younger ones if they haven't got language and they haven't got the ability to communicate that's very frustrating and they're trying to tell you something Mm. it's kind of natural and normal that they're going to escalate and i think it's really attuning how can you help with that so really verbalizing with them okay i can see that you want this is this what you want would you like to choose this or this you know all those sorts of things will help but i think understanding you know we've all been in a foreign country where we're not understood and what do we do? We talk louder, we talk slower, and we shout <laughs> after a period of time because we think loud, yeah. you know, shouting is going to help. But actually, it's just to get ourselves heard. Our children just want to be heard, and that sometimes comes out mm-hmm. in a in a meltdown, or you know, yeah. And, and and giving yourself time is also, and not being trying not to think to worry about not making things and that mm-hmm. kind of thing is just really important yeah don't put the pressure well claire i think every mummy and every daddy and every carer <laughs> needs a little you in their pocket to go right just go and take five minutes yeah. but i think if you imagine that as well it's yeah. really helpful just having somebody like think your little claire on your shoulder telling you all these things to yeah, do and it's, and it's actually like can said, be really helpful the other week i i didn't start like that i know i didn't but and then no. i I just had to step away and go, okay. And I've I've yeah. had to think about it and go, yeah, I didn't handle that right, but it was okay. The next time we repaired it, we got there, we sorted it. Yeah. It's fine. But in that mm-hmm. moment, yeah, I was triggered, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, and then I had to be like, this isn't about me. 
this is about no and it actually wasn't about yeah. what was in the moment it was a load of other stuff that went around it and it was just the the build-up and this was the straw that broke the camel's back at that point um yeah so and it's not always what the, is in that moment always look at what's going before it and after it because sometimes the child can be worked up and that's what's the trigger not that small little mm-hmm. thing that might have just happened oh thanks claire okay. made us all feel a bit better that's what we're here for. <laughs> Absolutely. That's everything for today. Thanks for listening. If there's something you'd like us to talk about, we'd love you to get in touch and let us know. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bespoke Family or head to our website. The links are in our show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear. We're Bex and Claire, and we'll be back soon with another episode of Newborn to Teen and everything in between. See you then.